0: Welcome to the bullpen. All right, in the bullpen today, we have Dr. Charmaine Yost, conservative strategist, long and distinguished career, which includes a PhD in politics at University of Virginia. Um, And also serving as a confidential assistant in the office of presidential personnel in the White House during the administration of Ronald Reagan. That sounds G14 classified. Dr. Yost, thanks for being on the show.
1: Hey, Dr. Richie, nice to meet you and thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about this big red meat item with many conservatives who are now calling for the investigation and arrest and full prosecution to the fullest extent of the law to the person who may have leaked the Roe v Wade draft opinion from the United States Supreme Court, all right? I don't know what your thoughts are about this, and I don't wanna presume them. So if you would, give us what you feel, and I will then opine.
1: Well, you know, listen, between you and me, I think they already know who did it. And I don't I'm not gonna be holding my breath waiting for them to come out and tell us who it is. I I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we're talking a lot about how we're gonna turn over every stone every stone and find this person. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I do think that it's really, really I, it's really sad for all of us to see this kind of norm breaking of somebody very deliberately coming out with a, with a, an impending decision in a way that we haven't really seen before that seems to be just a naked attempt to influence the decision of the justices and to find a way to change the the vote that uh, that apparently, um, has already taken place back in December. So you know that's just that's that's not good for anybody. It's not good for either side uh, to have that kind of thing. And I frankly was hoping that this week when they came out with some decisions that they'd go ahead and come out with the decision because now that everybody's talking about it, I think it'd be a good thing just to be done with it and to have the real thing instead of you know, you and I need to continue to caveat this and say that we don't know for sure um, and that it's still a draft. Um, but but yeah, it's not a good thing for anybody.
0: So, let me tell you why I disagree with you. I think it's a great thing. I like leaks. I work in media. Yeah. I like transparency in government. Bring send me, listen. If you're watching me, send me your leaks. They <laughs> will get published, all right? so i'm I'm okay with the leaks. And for me, when we argue over the leak more so than the actual uh, policy that it changes, we're arguing tone over substance. We're making the tone bigger than the substance of what this transforms in the United States of America. But I wanna go back to the direct rhetoric from those on the right saying this person needs to be prosecuted under federal law. Is this a criminal offense, Dr. Yost?
1: well you know actually I think you and i are probably in agreement on this that it is more important at this point to move on to talking about the actual decision and and the substance of it uh, even there's pretty much a right left agreement that it's a it, that it's a well-written decision and and it's such a significant one that is going to have a broad-ranging impact on our lives so I think it's much more important to move on to um, to talking about the decision which is why i want the actual one to come out because I do think it's a problem to continue talking about a draft. Um, so, so, so yeah. I mean, I think that I think that someone should be should be identified so that you have a deterrent to this kind of thing in the in the in the in the future. Um, wh- whether or not there's a, a legal basis for um, for any kind of prosecution, like I said, I don't think they're actually going to come out with the
0: person. In that, well, let, the, let me say this: there's no legal basis for prosecution. Uh, a draft memo or a draft ruling from the Supreme Court of the United States is not a classified document. It doesn't fall under espionage. Uh, we've actually had hundreds of leaks from the United States Supreme Court over the years. The original Roe v. Wade uh, ruling was leaked as well. A lot of people forget that the original ruling was actually leaked prematurely. Uh, so what what happened to that person needs to happen to this person, which was absolutely nothing. What happens to Uh, or in situations like this doctor, is that politicians on both sides will use it as political red meat. So while they're trying to figure out how to one up each other, there's a real problem, in my opinion, with the actual substance of the ruling. Here's one of the challenges I have with the ruling. This was a state's right ruling. That's what it really was at its core, okay? And the way they got to this space is they said, listen, this never should have been legislated from the court. This should have been an issue of the states from day one. And right. there's a lot of legal jargon associated with that particular conclusion. But I remember what happened in 2019 in Alabama, Dr. Yost. In 2019, May, Alabama passed the most restriction, the most restrictive abortion bill in the country. And under Alabama law, for a brief period of time, remember, passed by a conservative legislature, signed into law by a conservative governor. They said, "Listen, if a woman is raped, it is illegal in this state for that woman to seek and obtain an abortion. She can get 15 to 25 years. If a doctor does it, adverse to the new law, he can get up. He he or she can get up to 99 years, and the rapist will get five years. Now." Because of this ruling, if it's published as it is, it goes back to the state, these powers return back to the state. Thankfully, another judge overturned that crazy law, excuse me, law in Alabama. But don't you find it problematic when we start getting into a state's right to do these things when we see obvious obvious violations. Of constitutional rights as it relates to the privacy of women and their due process.
1: See, I think one of the things what you're describing is a process of accommodating diversity of thought and diversity of thought on an issue that represents very, very deeply held values. And one of the reasons that we have been able to have as stable um, a, a republic, a democracy as, as we've had in the United States of America for hundreds of years now is because we have this system of checks and balances and federalism that brings these really, really contentious issues really close to home for people. So. I think it's actually really refreshing. For example, you know, the fact that you're having me on to talk about this issue for, 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 Many, many years. We haven't talked about this issue. It's been kind of this third rail over on the over on the side where people haven't talked about abortion for many, many years um, because it was just too controversial. Now all of a sudden we're talking about it again. And I actually think that's refreshing. You know, thanks to you for having actually a longer discussion about this, a longer and a civil one. Thank you for that as well. You know, so I think that's refreshing and I think it's helpful because it's it's it shows you where we're moving towards having people talk about this with their legislators who are closer to home. That's how federalism is supposed to work and it's going to accommodate diversity of thought. You're going to have
0: a very, very different abortion. Okay, so let me go ahead and go down this rabbit hole with you. we are in Alabama. Let Let me go down this rabbit hole. Last year, Texas lawmakers presented legislation in advance of this Supreme Court leak that said, even if you leave our state, and get an abortion outside of our state, in a state where it is legal to do so. When you come back to our state, we will arrest you for murder. Once again, this court ruling, once published, will allow that kind of legislation to become law in the state of Texas. I know, listen, it's a good thing that we can talk about it. But Doc, there are real people adversely affected by these policies, and I wanna take it closer to them. While, yes, it's remarkable that us PhDs can, he, can come here and wax poetic about how it's great to have diverse conversation and diversity of thought, and there's a variation of application throughout this country, that has not been good for those who are not white and who are not men. That kind of state rights philosophy has been adversarial and antithetical to all minority groups, including white women. And so let me take you back to another state's right the state's right to own slaves, that's another state's right. That was what our civil war was fought over. These are real issues. Another issue is voting rights and how they have decided to manipulate dynamics and designs of voting in order to create barriers for those who are historically disenfranchised or for those who do not have the same level of information and resources, etc. So do you see why this is problematic, particularly to individuals who are affiliated with a minority demographic for lack of a better phrase. Do you get why we are challenging this? I do absolutely
1: I absolutely understand where you're going with this and I'm afraid we're going to run out of time because man there was a lot there that I would love <laughs> to talk about and I have to tell you that some of the people that I have found most inspiring in my life both personally and professionally are the African American pro-life leaders that I've worked with for decades on this issue and when you there are there are a lot of people in this country who believe that the issue related to abortion has cut exactly opposite from what you're saying in terms of that it has been abusive of minorities. That there are women who have felt coerced, who felt like they had no other opportunities. Um, and you know, I frankly am offended a lot of times when I hear these arguments that, you know, that that certain babies are less
0: deserving of life than others I think that we should be defending all babies yeah I don't know I don't know who's making that argument I, I think any any child that you would like to birth into this world I think that mother deserves all of the support from the government if you look at the statistics doctor only Democratic presidents have overseen the largest decline of abortion rates in America uh president former President Obama oversaw the largest decline in abortion rates in America because there's a cause and effect relationship to resources and education. And you saw that impact as it relates to actual abortion in America. But once again, we're back to this commonality, excuse me. I, I think I think you're caught, I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying into your causal thing here. I well, think well you, don't, you don't have to, you I can check you out, know, but wait a minute, let me tell Let me tell people to go go where to go go source cetera. it. So go Doctor, ahead. Let me tell people where to source it. You can find my information at Pure Research, you can source it all day. but. The issue is this, if you are a Christian um, religious individual and you believe life begins at conception, well, good for you, all right? That's what you believe. I'm a Christian man, I do not believe life begins at conception. I have biblical backing for that belief. I don't believe it begins at conception. But here's the thing, the founders of this country, as flawed as they were, they were trying to flee ideology like that. They were trying to get away from religious rule, or religious okay. order and let me submit this one thing to you know i will allow you to respond if life begins at conception if that's your basis for why you're pro-life well let's go ahead and have congruency in the legislation let's make sure that child support begins at conception let's make sure that insurance companies are mandated to ensure fetuses at conception let's make sure that when the child is born the child is nine months old rather than zero let's go ahead and create congruency legislation if we're going to do this and listen we got to stop deporting pregnant Uh, undocumented women in America because now they have an actual American citizen inside of their stomach, right? So let's make sure we go all the way. Are you with me on that uh, doctor?
1: Okay, a lot here, first off, real, yes, my religious beliefs are super important to me as are a lot of people's and even yep. there's plenty of atheists who are pro-life. Because the question- The majority of America believes in a woman's question, right to choose. The question, of, well, maybe maybe so we can, I, we're gonna run out of time. But the, the, the question of when life begins is a scientific question. It's not a religious okay. question. And the question of whether or not you defend innocent human life, it, it can be infused with your religious beliefs. But that's a very secular principle that our government should be defending innocent human life. We can make common cause across
0: all kinds of different right. religious and non religious beliefs. Right, professor, I got, I got one, life. I have one minute left. I got, I got one minute left. So you defend innocent life, You, uh, black lives matter, right? Uh, in in uh, in the in the womb,
1: absolutely, yes, they do across. What, what about I outside believe, of the womb? I believe I believe slogans are one thing. I think um, all human doctor, beings. do Black Lives Matter? Human outside being. of the womb, do across, Black Lives Matter? Across the board, human beings of all. Can problems, you say Black Lives Matter with me? I think that's a slogan that has political connotation. Right, look and at that. Oh, well, all you right.
0: Know. Yeah, yeah, you don't got exposed.
1: I just I appreciate you. Thank you,
0: thank you, doctor. Thank for being I, on the show. I Have think I'm
1: ending Black Lives yes, from the beginning of,
0: of. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have a good day now.